out of that opportunity and he raised me and he raised me with that curiosity and he told me that you know one of the most important things you do is getting involved in life can't let life pass you by you have to get involved and um, another thing he taught me was how to ask questions you got to ask questions for people that have been there and that have done that and so many questions you can get answered through books that people have written and now what's even more powerful is the technology that we all have in our in our hands and in our pockets the the internet connects us everywhere and i can only imagine what my grandfather would have done if he was a little boy back in that village and he had internet access so you know so much of our story of of food and of hospitality is teaching other people no matter where they are on earth that their story is important and that information is out there great information is out there and you can build incredible businesses and connect people all over the globe if you're willing to put in the work food and beverage magazine live bringing food and beverage to life with your hosts james beard award winner jennifer english and food and beverage magazine publisher michael politz Featuring leaders in the hospitality, branded food and beverage, and CPG industries, many of whom are Jennifer and Michael's friends in the business. For an informal and informative conversation where friends in the business share the latest intel, ideas, and best practices. Live, juicy inside scoop from the tastemakers, newsmakers, bread bakers, drink shakers, spoon lickers, clam diggers, farms, foodies, and friends of the food and beverage magazine world. Here are your hosts, Jennifer English and Michael Politz. You're one of the few people I can actually ask this question to and really know that we're going to go somewhere juicy with it. Because you and I are both in service. Our business is the service industry, the service business. Not merely that we bus tables and make food for people and welcome people into our house. But it's the idea of what hospitality actually is. One cannot practice hospitality without being in service to it. And hospitality, of course, is that act of welcoming and telling someone that you see them and you hear them and their needs and their being matter. I want to ask you about in this time in Food 3.0, in this time after the pandemic, where we've really had a reset. How important is how we define hospitality moving forward? And is it going to be different than what it's always been? Or is it going to be much of the same, just wearing a different suit? Tell me about the future of how we define hospitality. Yet another great question. That's uh, our ongoing thesis and the name of our podcast, our original podcast is called Digital Hospitality. And digital hospitality is what we believe that every business has to be digital first. So we've built businesses, these great community places that people gather as brick and mortar businesses, as a place where people can come from the village into these businesses. But what's happening now is these businesses be so much bigger if they share the love of what they do online. And that's the digital hospitality. You know, the real competitive advantage that all of us that are listening to this, we're in the hospitality business. We understand that it's so much bigger than just treating a human like a human. It's much bigger than just customer service. Hospitality is making a memorable moment for someone, using their senses, welcoming them into your family, welcoming them to your table as you always 
graciously say on Clubhouse, having a seat at the table is making someone feel like they are a person, that they are heard, that their story matters, right. their background matters, that their roots matter. And for us, what we try to do on a daily basis is encourage restaurant owners and small business over owners all over the globe, including big businesses, technology businesses, the technology that's moving our hospitality forward. We have the power of using audio, using video, using words and using images and publishing that, publishing that on the internet. We're literally building on the backs of giants because of podcasting, because of live streaming, because of LinkedIn, because of TikTok, because of Clubhouse, we can connect with people all over the globe and realize that this hospitality that we're talking about, that this food, the future of food, right. it's literally right there in our hands. And we can get answers to the questions. You know, my grandfather, back to being in a farm, being on this village, he had to leave that village after he read every book at the library. He had to go to another village. We don't need to do that anymore. We just need to search. <laughs> we just literally need to use the search bu bu button and figure out where are the stories that matter. And once we the find the stories- The world's wisdom is at our fingertips for sure. Correct. You've got a hat on that says Cali Barbecue Media. And we started the conversation at 100,000 feet. Your <laughs> expertise comes about through your personal passion in the barbecue realm. Uh, we're going to go from 100,000 feet down to uh, you know, sea level, and you're in San Diego. So sea level really is sea level. Talk a little bit about how you cultivated this passion and how you planted the seeds for what would ultimately become Cali Barbecue Media yeah, so and digital hospitality. Back to my grandfather and my grandmother raising me um, and going to being fortunate to go to private schools in, in La Jolla. On the weekends, we had a breakfast restaurant. And on the weekends, when I was 13 years old, I would go out to bus tables and wash dishes. And it was something that I, I, I despised doing because none of my friends were doing it. And I didn't understand what my grandparents were trying to teach me, the value of work, the value of hospitality, the understanding of, of what we were trying to do for the community. And thinking back on that, I never thought that I would get into the hospitality business. I thought I was going to be in real estate and I actually applied to law school. All three law schools in San Diego rejected me. And that put me on a path where I literally had an opportunity to take over that same restaurant that I started working in. That same restaurant, I was able to take a full liquor license, a type 47 license. And with my one of my best friends from school, uh, Corey Robinson would say, Let's start something different in a very difficult part of town. They tell you location, location, location. Well, this location was an undesirable location for any restaurant operator, any person that was experienced with where you should open up a business. And it was 2008. Ah. So 2008, the height of the economic recession, 26-year-olds thinking it's a great idea to open up a sports bar in a part of town that never had a dinner service that were taking over a breakfast restaurant. But that put us down this path and we failed miserably. It was so difficult to learn how to run a profitable restaurant, to learn how to pay payroll, how to build a quality business. It forced us to do things differently and to ask for help. I asked a barbecue mentor to help us put on an amateur barbecue contest to raise money for local youth uh, sports. And that turned into this annual festival, 10 years that we ran an amateur barbecue contest in front of our restaurant. We invited other barbecue um, operators from the San Diego, amateur barbecue people, the sport of barbecue, giving back. And that's what we did. And for 10 years, we built this incredible 
business where people from all over the county, all over San Diego County, 3.3 million people would come and drive to come and try our brisket or to try our ribs or to try our tri-tip. What we started to realize was we needed to change yeah. as the world changed. And as the world changed, we started to pivot, not pivot, but go all in on what we knew worked and going all in on the internet. And that's literally how we got to where we are, where we're adding ghost kitchen locations and we're building the Amazon of barbecue. Come back to that first stage. What are two lessons, three lessons that you got distilled out of that experience that you carried forward that became the dividend, the expensive dividend of those experiences? I think understanding storytelling and understanding branding and understanding marketing. We thought that if we built something great, if we had a phenomenal product, if we cooked incredible barbecue, if we provided incredible hospitality, writers, journalists, media would come and share our story and would build our business for us. What we Did learned, no, what we learned was that not only was no one going to tell the story for us, but that we had the tools and the technology to tell the story ourselves. So we started posting on Facebook. We started posting on Instagram. We started a podcast. We started creating YouTube videos. We started doing short form video. We started blogging. We made a mobile first website. We did all the things to literally become our own media company. And as we started to do that, we developed these online relationships with people that were in the local media that started to find out about our story because we were in their newsfeed, like literally in their feed, finding out who we are and what we do, which gave us even greater exposure. Let's go back. You said something really important. And I think people are watching and they go, wait a second, his hat says Cali barbecue. He's got media in there. Uh, and I'm confused. Does this guy make barbecue or does he make uh, movies? Uh, does, <laughs> does, does he make pulled pork or does he make podcasts? What are we here to talk about today? Is Sean a food guy or a words guy? I, I, I don't know what I'm watching. So it's our job to tell them that yes. you kind of do both and that you're here because you do both. But I didn't want to focus on the fact that you make such world-class barbecue as I did that you use barbecue as the narrative to demonstrate the other stuff you do. How do you want to tell people that we're featuring you today? How do you want to help me explain who you are and what you do and how your example can help any business anywhere in the world of food and drink? Well, I think the most important thing is that every single business owner, every single restaurant owner, every single chef, they have the power. You listening to this podcast have the power to be your own media company. Mm -hmm. And by being your own media company, we're talking about stories, sharing lessons and stories that you've learned, documenting the things that are important to you. It's so easy to make social media content business to consumer. Okay, I can post a picture of my ribs. I can post a picture of my brisket. I can post a picture of a Mai Tai or a margarita at our restaurant. But taking that a step further and understanding there's other people that consumer is very educated and they understand that there is a family behind this business. There is a heartbeat behind this brand. And the more that I share who I am as a dad, 
who I am as a husband, who I am as a community leader, the reasons why we pick the technology partners we pick, the reasons why we pick the food that we pick, the reasons why we highlight the staff that work in our restaurant that allow us to provide hospitality to our village. The more that I share those stories as a journalist, as a media company, the more that people start to pay attention to what we're doing. And even more importantly, it's less about us, but it's more about them understanding that they can do it for their business. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. What we're talking about is becoming aware that no matter what you do, you are a content creator. For people who think, oh, I'm shy, you know, I don't, I get, I get uncomfortable in front of a microphone. I don't want to be the star. I want my brisket to be the star. I want my cocktails to be the star. How do you help people see with whatever they have to work with, limitations and assets, the path to becoming the best, most effective content creator for their whatever it is they do? Well, I, th I think the answer is easy and it's complicated. The answer is easy because the answer is the person. It's right. you that's listening. It's understanding that you, no one can tell your story the way that you can tell your story. I was terrified to go on local news when we first got asked to go on Fox 5 or to go on CBS to talk about barbecue because I'm not the chef. I'm not the pit master. I'm not the expert. Gene Goykachea is our barbecue mentor. He taught me. He taught our team. We implement all of his recipes, all of the, the craft of barbecue. I was terrified that I would go on local news and, and basically fail, fail him, fail our brand because I didn't know the right technical question. Once I got over my fear and understanding that no one was going to tell the Cali barbecue media story, our village story, the way that I was, then I just went and I started doing the reps. Yeah. And the more that you do the reps, the thing that is amazing to me is it's so hard to be in business. It's so hard to be an entrepreneur. You have to literally deal with rejection. You have to deal with people telling you you can't do it. That's a terrible idea. You have to convince your loved ones that you're not crazy. You have to convince the bank. You've got to convince investors. You've got to convince the community. You've got to convince people to work for you. In real life, people are amazing. But then when it comes to telling your story to a smartphone where you can actually publish it on all these platforms that have already been built, we don't have to build the platforms. We're building on the backs of giants. All you have to do is sh do what you already do in real life. Just you need to hit publish. Do you know you how I describe this? Sorry, we got a little time delay. I don't want to talk over you. No, please. Do you know how I describe this? I will sit down with people. And if you DM me, I'm happy to give you a, a session where we chat, not on the air, but but just call me and DM me. And I will help you because it's how we're going to grow our business. Yeah. Our industry, not my business, not your business necessarily. We're going to do this together. How I talk to people about this, the tip that I can share today that's really, I think, useful is to remind people that you are the world's leading expert on Cali Barbecue Media or on Diane's Garden Grown Bloody Mary Mix or on whatever cheeseburger, pizza, or cocktail mix that you make, whatever it is that you do, whoever you are, until you're ready to acknowledge and step into your role as the world's leading expert on you and what you do, 
You will not be ready. And that's the second thing I say. Are you ready? Are you ready to have the success that your talent, creativity, passion, dedication, work ethic deserve? You've earned through those things, work ethic, devotion, passion, talent, expertise. You've earned the right to step into that role. Until you say and ask yourself the question, are you ready? Which really means not are you ready, are you prepared? Are you prepared to have the Today Show call and say, we had somebody drop out. Could you be in front of your camera with your product in five minutes to take that slot and ready to burst onto the national scene as the world's leading expert on whatever it is you make or do? That, to me, is one of the most essential things for anyone in business, especially the service business, especially the food and beverage business. Until you answer that question in the affirmative with a confidence. Now, you don't have to be a used car salesman or a, you know, a Las Vegas uh, seasoned veteran performer. What you have to be is authentic. Because today, the world of Web3 doesn't require you to have a resume and and an arm's length list of credentials. What it expects you to do is deliver. If you can deliver on who you are and what you do, you'll be a big success. Sean is a great example. We met Sean through the world of Web3, through the world of social audio. It's not that our paths won't cross some other ways because we're in the same business. But when I get to see him do his thing and his expertise shines, I see that he's the one we turn to and say, help us tell this story today. We're doing that. Sean, help us tell this story today about being the world's leading expert on Cali barbecue media. I'm going to give you the floor for a couple of minutes. Tell us about what you do. Yeah, I think, you know, for us, we're a barbecue media company. So we build our our barbecue like we build our business and that's low and slow. So for us, how do we as a company that is a barbecue company and a media company, how do we build the Amazon of barbecue in San Diego? And what we do and what we plan on doing is documenting the process of what we're learning. We're transforming our full service restaurant and sports bar into a master smokehouse and media center. So we have 5,700 square feet in Spring Valley, California, that we've taken 60% of our dining room and we're turning that into an area where It will be our master smokehouse. So we're adding old hickory pits so that we can cook more barbecue to distribute to more off-site locations. Some of those locations will be ghost kitchens. We have two ghost kitchens now, one in Barrio Logan, the other one near San Diego State. The other locations are stadiums. We're at Viejas Arena. We're actually going to be serving barbecue for the first two rounds of the NCAA March Madness Tournament. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Very, very excited about that. Um, what kind but, of vehicle are you going to use for that? Because when you say tailgate and football, we think one thing. <laughs> tailgate and basketball? Wait, how do I do that? Yeah, so it's more of a vending opportunity. So we're going to be slow smoking. Everything that we're building is all to be slow smoked at the Master Smokehouse. So <sighs> cook fresh every single day. The briskets, they're going to be going on tonight for tomorrow. The same as the pork butts. Uh, pork ribs go on in the morning. The uh, tri-tip goes on in the morning. The chicken goes on in the morning. But everything is to be sold that day. Do you um, gold belly this for people that are watching these games around the country? Not, not yet. We we are working on gold belly. We're working on Amazon. 
um really the we have so many so many balls in the fire uh, especially and we have two video podcasts that we produce every single week so we've got a lot of things um that we're working on but yes that is the the plan is to to figure out how do we not just do it for ourselves in san diego but how do we do it in a way that works no matter where you are on the earth well, listen, yeah. I love this and I wish you a lot of success. If there was one thing that you wanted to tell people that was essential to being successful in whatever it is they do regarding the storytelling, regarding the content creation, regarding the outreach, what would it be? It's what my grandfather taught me, and that's stay curious. First of all, you wouldn't be listening to this broadcast if you weren't curious. So you're already checking one box. Get involved. So actually do the work, post a video, um, be uncomfortable. If you're willing to consistently be uncomfortable, if you're willing to consistently do what other people won't, because um, I can promise you the stuff that we did, nobody thought we should do and they still laugh at us, but we yet we still persevere on. And then finally ask for help. You offered to give help. I offered to give help. We're on Clubhouse. We're on social media. Anybody that DMs us, we're weirdly available um, because we know how important this is. And once we connect because of a podcast like this, now our story begins. Yeah. And our story will live on and your story, more importantly, will live on. Listen, I have to say, we've got to find a way to get some of your barbecue, that smoky, delicious meat that you produce to our publisher, Michael Pulitz. Uh, yes. Michael Pulitz is going to see this picture and say, keep the cornbread, give me that brisket. Oh, wow. Look at that. Now, is that a catering? No, that is our tailgater. So that is our most popular meal. That's uh, wait, wait, family. Show me that again. Wait, wait, Tony. Talk us through this, chef. So, Start in the upper left-hand corner with what looks like a linguisa or a smoked sausage, or is that a smoked that's carrot? brisket. No, that's brisket. So that's just a top-down bird's oh, eye view. Crust. That, yeah, yeah that's so that's the crust of the brisket. Um, oh, then we've got our jalapeno cheddar cornbread. We have our St. Louis uh, pork ribs. We have our pulled pork. Up in the top right, we have our California tri-tip, our smoked chicken, and then we have our rib tips. And then we have the most important side, which is our wedding beans. Beans so good, you'd want to serve them at your wedding. I love that. Take us to those St. Louis ribs and just give us people no baby backs. What's the difference between a St. Louis and a baby back for people that don't know? Because they're looking at those going, I don't recognize those. But I think they look a little bit like the spare ribs that I used yes, when I correct. went out so to the Saint, the, with my grandfather. That is correct. They are a spare rib. And uh, what we do is we fabricate that spare rib. We cut off the rib tip. That's how we get the rib tip portion. And then we uh, make it into that St. Louis cut. And talk a little bit about the smoke that gives this the personality. Pecan. So we use pecan wood. Um, we use old hickory pits. So low and slow is how we cook it every single day. Um, literally, it's once we're out, we're out. So our whole business model is built on on using analytics to figure out how many, what our customer count is so that we're cooking fresh barbecue every single day, multiple times a day. Can you help me make sure we get something sent to Michael Pulitz when you Absolutely. get ready? Because he loves barbecue more than anybody I know. Yes, I promise you that. We will make that happen. Listen, you uh, come and visit us again and continue to visit us at The Future of Food. Where can people find you on Clubhouse in another media world? Uh, if you search at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F on TikTok, Clubhouse, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, I am there and, like I said, weirdly available. So feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy to to talk about the future of food, digital hospitality, restaurant influencers, you name it. 
Thank you for being uh, in service with me in this way. Uh, you're my brother in broadcasting. Thank you so much. Jennifer is truly an honor. Thank you. Whether you are thinking about becoming a restaurateur or you are already in the business, Michael Politz has written a must read. The Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success. Pick up your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, or wherever fine books are sold.